0: So, Leo, how's
1: everything? You doing okay? I still have the ringing in the ears. Sounds like the phone. Yeah, yeah, but what about money? Are you strapped? Do you need a little? Are you kidding? I should be loaning you money. But I'm not. Leo, I saw you in Brentano's yesterday. Why don't you say hello? Because you were too busy stealing a book. You still say hello? Oh, I saw you steal. Oh, they don't care. We all do it. Who? Criminals? Senior citizens. No big deal. You could get arrested. Arrested? Come on! (laughs) I'm an old man. I'm confused. I thought I paid for it. What's my name? Could you take me home? But I don't want to be a secondary character. hello steven hello
0: hi ivan <laughs> uh
1: do you know our podcast special guest stacy works in the parks department <laughs>
0: <laughs> she can pull some strings
1: <laughs> she can pull some strings when
0: she needs to deal with those big shots over at the park department
1: it's rare they're friends they're equals <laughs> really equals, <laughs> really equals.
0: And you <laughs> listeners are our equals, as yes. we welcome you to another episode of But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. This is a Seinfeld podcast, where myself, Stephen, and I'm Ivan, uh, we talk about the secondary characters from the show episode by episode, and we do pick them at random. However, uh, every fifth episode, we pick a major secondary character and just focus on them. And this week we are talking about, in case you haven't picked it up already, Uncle Leo.
1: Finally, we're doing Uncle Leo. We're talking about him. It's been a long time coming, but uh, yeah, I'm really glad. I love his character. Yep. He is definitely a scene stealer for me. He is. In Seinfeld. Like he's not in it for long. He's only in I think ten episodes overall. Fifteen. Fifteen there you go in the yeah. season's run. And uh you know, at least in one episode from seasons two to nine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, which yep. is good. Yeah.
1: Um and he just steals the show. I mean, yeah. I think it's great. And I'm really glad we're finally getting to talk to him. Yeah. To talk this, is, him.
0: this is your pick and uh yeah, yeah, you're definitely stoked.
1: Yeah, he's great. And we'll also talk about the actor as well, like uh, the late Len Lesser who portrayed him.
0: That's right. So, yeah. And a few other bits and pieces. That's right. Uh before we do though, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at bidwebarspodcast at gmail.com. You can say hello on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or Reddit. Uh, you can listen anywhere you get your podcasts uh, and make sure you subscribe and review us on whatever your chosen platform is. Uh, and finally, you can head to our Patreon uh, and check out our different tiers. Uh, you can get early access to season 10, which is close to wrapping up.
1: Mm, yes, I th- we're in the middle of writing the last episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, guys.
0: No, it's all good. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, and some other bits and pieces on the Patreon. So if you want to do that, head over to patreon.com forward slash BRDWBASC. And, uh, yeah, check it all out.
1: Yeah. And also, by this, by the time this episode comes out to our, um, you know, everyone else besides our Patreon listeners, uh, we should have found out which episode we're doing for our second anniversary. Uh, That's right. In the week that ends in, uh, well, around March 15 is our anniversary. So that week. We're going to be recording that episode. Uh,
0: Yeah, and if you did vote in the poll, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I hope uh, the result is what you voted for. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But we will see. Uh, Now, before we get on with the episode, we just wanted to mention a few things. Mm. Uh, Late last year, all the way through to early this year, we ran a listener poll. Yes. um, And we asked a number of questions, and we got uh, a few bits of feedback. Um, Most were really good, most were really positive. which is really awesome. Yeah, no, we were really stoked with it all. And uh, if you submitted uh, anything, and if you took the time to do the survey, we really appreciate it. So thank you. Absolutely. Uh, But based on the feedback, we've decided to reformat, I guess you could say. Uh, But I don't want to be a secondary character. Um, Nothing major. We're not omitting or uh, adding any new sections. We're just changing around the order of which we do things. That's
1: right. So what we're doing is uh, at the end of the episode, we do our Seinfeld Seinfeld isms segment, sorry, and Seinfeldia, so Seinfeld trivia. Uh, But we're going to do it from the start of the episode. So we'll just get it all out the way. Yeah, that's right. So some
0: of the things that we usually tack on the end after the main discussion of the secondaries uh, we're just doing it at the beginning just to reorder it um, yeah and if you're someone who listens and you only want to listen about the secondary characters I mean you don't really care about all the extra stuff we do like Seinfeld <laughs> <and Seinfeldisms, laughs>
1: all awesome stuff or you should be listening to <laughs> all the awesome stuff that you should feel guilty
0: about not listening <laughs> yeah, to shame on you Uh the last five episodes, Ivan has taken the time to meticulously timestamp where we start and stop talking... About, oh, sorry, just where we start talking about different sections. In the
1: show notes, yeah. So, if you go have a look in the show notes, I think it's from the uh, Fusilli Jerry episode. Yep. Uh, yeah, you'll see the timestamps as to when we start talking about secondaries. That's so, right. So, uh, yeah.
0: And that'll be standard from uh, now on. So, if you only like one or maybe two sections of the podcast, uh, or if you like the whole thing, you know where to start from and uh, you can skip the stuff that you don't like. So Yeah. We uh, hope that you're happy with the changes, and if you're not, or if you are, or if you have any additional feedback, <laughs> uh, like I said, email us, get in touch with us, we love it all.
1: So, let's kick off, Stephen, with our segment, which we used to do at the end, but now we're doing it from the start, Seinfeld Trivia. Yes. It's the fact of the week, here we go. Did you know, Stephen, that the studio audience for a Seinfeld taping was entertained with thematically resonant treats, Snickers bars, for instance? After Elaine caught her boss, Mr. Pitt, eating one with a knife and fork. Huh.
0: Mm, so everyone
1: a- was able to eat those nutty, chewy, chocolatey goodies while they were watching the show. Nice. How good was that? An
0: interesting and delicious fact to start off this <laughs> week's uh, episode But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. And something
1: that you can't eat. No. <laughs> I can
0: smell. Yes. There are certain brands that make vegan versions of... You know, Snickers and Mars and Kit Kats and all the classic chocolates. Yeah, but they're just not as good. Not as good. No. Hey,
1: have you tried those vegan Cornettos? I have what do you think of them?
0: They're fucking amazing. They're they're pretty good. Yeah, no, my, no, I've got no. a friend who works up in Shepparton. Oh, Andy, you've met Andy. Andy, yeah, yeah he's I yeah. Uh, guested on your other podcast.
1: Yeah, that's right. In Melbourne last week, which is being re-released.
0: <laughs> yes, hint hint. Uh, he works Details in a, the show notes. He works up <laughs> in Shepparton <laughs> yes. um, at a supermarket. I won't for his privacy. I won't say which one. No, they probably figured out. There's probably like two supermarkets. That's, up right, there. that's right. Anyway, he works in the freezer section and he sent me a message the other day just with a picture of a Cornetto. I think he got something. He just goes, get a Cornetto up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, get a up, and he goes yeah. I stole the promotional sign for you and I'm going to bring it down. He comes down every few weeks yeah, from Shepherd, yeah, and yeah. he usually has a whole bunch of like <laughs> weird stuff for me. Nice. So by this time next week, I'll be the proud owner of a vegan Cornetto uh, promotional sign. Nice. I'll take a photo <laughs> if you're interested. Probably not. Probably not. Anyway. Uh, why don't we get on with Seinfeld-isms?
1: Seinfeld-isms, yeah. I don't have any this week, but uh, what's happened to you this week, Stephen? Your life is basically a Seinfeld episode, you know. Uh,
0: I, yeah, okay.
1: So what have you uh, had planned or what have you done?
0: Okay, yeah. So two have happened this week. One happened today, actually. I was in the, uh, a local deli I go to a lot, and I noticed a brand of chutney called Cartwrights, which I thought was pretty cool.
1: Cartwright. And also, happy birthday, 90th birthday to James Hong. Okay. He was in the Chinese restaurant. He played Bruce the maitre d'. And, uh, yeah, he turned 90 uh, during the week.
0: Wow. So, yeah, still going strong. Still going strong. And,
1: and he cameoed in an episode of season 10. How he, is that? He did. He did. Oh, <laughs> never stops. Yes.
0: Anyway, my second and final Seinfeldism, uh, and by far the best one out of the two, Uh, A little while ago, uh, maybe November last year, I noticed a little trinket in my house had gone missing. It's just a little personal memento I got years ago.
1: My wallet's gone. (laughs) My wallet's gone.
0: (laughs) No, no, not my wallet.
1: What kind of clip joint are you running
0: here? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But over the last few months, a lot of people have moved in and out of my house. It's been a bit of a transitional phase. So I figured maybe someone just put it somewhere or it was in a box or it would turn up. I didn't really think much of it. Uh, And then on the weekend, uh, one of my former housemates who was, I'll just be frank, shitty a shitty shitty person uh-huh. uh, didn't find that out until after he lived with us for a little while so he was like Newman uh worse than Newman yeah yeah not as fat <laughs> well <laughs> weight's not an issue in of course in uh, whether what I think of someone anyway of course uh, he moved out uh, a couple of weeks ago and then I saw a photo on in his on his Instagram of his new place and what do I see the little trinket in the background <gasps> of the photo
1: he's ray the uh cleaner from the statue
0: ray and uh, rava from the statue what a naughty dog i know so, that was a pretty good, but also annoying Seinfeldism, because I really wanted it back, but yeah. uh, I'm glad it happened, because,
1: yeah. Him and his girlfriend from Finland screwed you over. <laughs> Terrible. I put this out in your eye. <laughs> <laughs> I put this trinket out in your eye. <laughs> <laughs> Stab you in the heart.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, so, they're my two Seinfeldisms for the week.
1: Very good. So, yeah, there you go. They're all wrapped up for yes, another week. Indeed. Awesome. Should we get into some Seinfeld news?
0: Sounds good. So, we've got five things to talk through this week, so I'll be quick. Uh, First one, on February 19, Patrick Warburton, uh, who plays Putty, uh, rocked a replica of his iconic 8-ball jacket. Uh, And instead of the 8-ball, it had a New Jersey Devils logo uh, on the back. Yeah. Uh, The jacket itself uh, will be signed by Marty Broder. Mm -hmm. He's a former New Jersey Devils player.
1: Yeah, he was the one who um, I think his name was on Putty's back.
0: Ah, Yeah, Broder, yeah. Okay, I didn't notice that.
1: Yeah, because I I saw that um, Patrick Warburton was uh, supporting the team.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, he's again. done it before. He made a oh. celebrity appearance last year. I'm pretty sure I yeah. mentioned it on Seinfeld News at the time. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the jacket itself, after it's been signed by Brodo, will be auctioned off um, and all the proceeds going to St. Jude's Children's Hospital, which is a hospital that Patrick has worked with before. Very nice. Uh, they're in Memphis, Tennessee, and they do a lot of really good work. Um, and in addition to the proceeds from the charity being donated, he also asked the New Jersey Devils to donate $25,000 directly to the hospital uh, in lieu of his appearance fee. So he turned up for free, flew in, did the thing, uh, and they're giving him twenty five grand and whatever money the auction brings in, which is really awesome.
1: And all the children get to have devil's face paint. Yeah. And go, hey. <laughs> yeah (laughs) that's exactly what's gonna happen
0: that'd be a fun thing if you're in a hospital and you're not doing too well you know to get a to get a to get your face painted and to act like a new jersey devil that wouldn't be so bad yeah i might lift your spirits a bit maybe anyway anyway second bit of news uh again about a jacket so uh a little while ago uh, sorry last week uh obama former president obama uh wore a jacket by a brand called rag and bone he wore it to a college basketball game which was duke versus north carolina the jacket itself was designed by Marcus Wainwright, uh, and the uh, and he's the the head designer for Rag and Bone. Yeah, um, it was given to the president in 2016 as a gift. Um, and when uh, Obama was photographed wearing it, he obviously was quite shocked and, and honoured that he wore it in public because he thought he would just you know he's a president he receives all sorts of stuff he would just chuck it in the the room full of free shit that the president gets. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, and in an interview, um, he explained, Wainwright explained that, uh, Jerry Seinfeld is the reason that Obama, um, has the jacket and wore the jacket. Well,
1: there you go. Well, he was a guest on Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee. So
0: that's how it they happened. would have
1: exchanged information. That's
0: how it happened. Mm, so, mm. uh, uh, Jerry owns a copy of, uh, owns a version of the jacket, not the, the specific one that Obama has. And when Obama guessed it on, he asked Jerry about the jacket. Jerry told him where he got it from. Um, and apparently, uh, Obama's people hit up. Marcus and asked him to make a copy sure. um, or make a version of it in which he did and he gave it to him um, yeah and it's the only version of that jacket so Obama's custom jacket uh, was yeah all over the internet and yeah He's pretty awesome
1: certainly unique isn't he yeah <laughs> who Obama uh, Obama, yes, yeah for sure unique items
0: for many reasons mm. uh, now this is a piece of news that you forwarded onto me and I wouldn't have found this because it didn't have any link to Seinfeld how did you find it by the way
1: I would like to thank the Facebook group no Seinfeld group uh, for you uh, which I follow. I follow I follow a couple of Seinfeld groups so if you see my name Ivan floating around that's me that's you uh, yeah so um, yeah no, I, I just saw it and I'm like wow I didn't know who put it up I, I forgot the name I would have credited them but uh, yep. yeah I saw it I'm like, man, you have to say this. Yeah, you no, it's,
0: it's it's wonderful. So, yeah. uh, last year, a UK factory worker by the name of uh, Masin uh, Konichi if I'm pronouncing his name. He yes. is Polish, uh-huh. and uh, the names are quite complicated for non-Polish people to say. Mm. Uh, failed a routine drug test. So, he works in a factory, probably operating machinery, etc. Um, and he failed it after eating a loaf of bread with poppy seeds in it from Aldi. Yes. Uh, now, he claims that he doesn't take any drugs, he doesn't smoke, and he rarely drinks. He might drink a bit of wine at Christmas or something like that. Uh, but he was still sacked, which is, uh, to our non-Australian listeners, fired, fired yeah. for the failed drug test. The
1: employment was terminated.
0: That's mm, right. Thank mm, you for making that official. Mm. Uh, and he he begged them to, to reconsider, and he tried to explain the situation, but they refused and said, no, nah, zero tolerance policy. See you later. Yeah. Anyway, he was a bit, obviously a bit upset. He decided to do his own research, um, and to prove his innocence and to clear his name. And he finally found some data and some research that proves that there has been drug test results affected by, uh, Poppy seeds. Yeah, products yeah. with poppy seeds or poppy seeds directly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, as
1: Elaine can attest to. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, anyway, he sent the bread yeah. to a lab. Yeah. They
0: did a test and their results were exactly the same uh. as the drug test from the job. Yeah, So there you go. Yeah, so he then took that to the employer and said, see... I'm right, you're wrong. Uh, and because of the, 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 the public nature of the story now, and I think because of them hopefully being nice people, they've reinstated his job, and I believe he'll start work again in March.
1: And he still, oh, I was going to say, I mean, he still couldn't go on his uh, work trip. Yeah. He wasn't allowed. His boss <laughs> wouldn't let him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that's a pretty cool story, and that's my favorite bit of Seinfeld news for the week. Yeah. Anyway, last two, uh, a update to the ongoing fake Porsche slash Jerry being sued saga. Mm-hmm. So, in January, just in case you are not aware, a company called Fica Frio sued Jerry after it bought uh, a, a 1958 Porsche from him in March 2016. They since, uh, well, they, they then claimed it was a fake and they're suing him for, for that. Um, Jerry is now suing the company called European Collectibles, who he bought the car from in 2013.
1: Oh, he's suing them? Yeah. Okay, because they should have known that it was authentic.
0: Yeah, so, well, Fika Frio was suing Jerry. Yeah, of course. And then, and then, then Jerry's, Jerry's suing, suing the who company, he bought it yeah, from. Yeah, he bought the car from, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. the lawsuit said that after he was sued by FICA Frio, Jerry promptly contacted European Collectibles, again, the company who he bought the car from, to demand that they resolve the issue directly with Frika because as far as Jerry's concerned, he's just caught in the middle. He bought it in good faith. He mm. sold it in good faith. Yeah. You know, he, he had no idea. Uh, they refused and they didn't respond. Or well, sorry, they, they they refused by not responding. Sure. Uh, hence him suing them. And it also claims that, uh, I don't know where this information came from, that uh, European collectibles have sold fake vintage cars to other people. Ah. So, hinting at maybe there's a bit of a criminal operation, or they're doing dodgies and they know about it. Or maybe
1: it. they're swiping parts. And Yeah. You know, I'm not going to make any allegations. No, but no, no, you no. Know, this is all apparent. Uh, yeah, maybe there's um, things going on. Yeah, but the fact yeah, that it was
0: yeah. filed officially in a lawsuit, mm. you would want to think that that's based on... Potentially solid information. There's a bit of foul
1: play going on. Yeah, no. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the lawsuit doesn't just resolve to uh to uh well, it doesn't just uh, aim to resolve Jerry's situation, but to hopefully shine a light on something that's maybe a bit bigger and affecting other people. Uh, and uh uh yeah so that's it so that's that's the latest mm. um yeah I'm, I'll know doubt keep you updated as it as it develops which it <laughs> which it definitely will
1: it sure will and what's the last bit of news?
0: uh yeah so the this this thing annoyed me a lot but oh. I had to include it because it was a bit interesting so screen rant who are a famous or a well known um uh, like pop culture TV slash movie website. Did they
1: go on a rant like you do, Stephen? No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Uh,
0: they did a they released an article where they put uh eight Seinfeld characters, the core four, plus uh Susan Ross, Helen Seinfeld, uh Estelle, and Newman through a uh Maya Briggs personality test to determine what sort of personality they are. Do you know the Meyer Briggs personality yes, test? Yes, I do, yes. You know where it's like N-T-F-I Introvert, or whatever? Introvert,
1: um, extrovert. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep.
0: Anyway, uh, Newman is a MBTI and an ENTJ, uh, and those people are apparently frank and decisive. Estelle uh, is a ENFJ, making her warm and responsive, which I don't think is the case mm-hmm. at all. She's responsive. She lets people know what she's thinking and feeling. Mm. But sh- I don't think she's a warm person. Would you say she's a warm person?
1: Yeah, uh, I probably... Estelle yeah. Costanza? Oh, Estelle. I thought, yeah, I thought you meant Helen. Yeah, no, no, Estelle. No, yes, yes, no, no. yes. Yeah, Helen's lovely. Estelle, no, Estelle's not warm. Yeah. I'm sure she's probably used to be warm, but then, you know, being jaded and yeah, having a shit time. son, yeah. <laughs> shit husband. <laughs> you know, it's kind of jaded her a bit. Yeah. yeah. It's turned
0: the heat down, and now she's just cold and yeah, doesn't like many things. She
1: was probably nice yeah. when she was younger.
0: Back in the day, yeah. Actually, her, her personality does warm up a lot when her and Frank split. She kind of becomes a bit more open mm, and a bit does. more friendly and stuff.
1: I'm out there. You can't be out there. <laughs> I'm out there too. I'm out there too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, Kramer is apparently an ENTP uh, who are quick-witted oh, and alert, definitely. which I think is is um, is the case. Definitely extroverted. Yes. Yep. Uh, George is an INFP, uh, idealistic and loyal. George mm-hmm. is pretty idealistic. He's very passionate He's, about yeah. you know what he believes in, and he uh, definitely tries to you know, and he's, uh, get what yeah. he wants out of people and yeah. out of situations.
1: And he's loyal to himself. Yeah. I
0: mean. Uh, well, the article made a good point that he's a really good friend to Jerry. He always, he's always around with him. Always, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's a, that's a fair point. They're childhood friends. Yeah. Uh, Elaine true. is a INFJ, curious about people's motivations, which kind of makes sense because a lot of things that people do really bug the shit out of her. Oh, of course. Uh, and finally, Jerry is a INTP who are observant and specific, which I thought was really on point. Very observant, yes. Yeah. So, most of the results were pretty good, but the thing I took issue with- Yeah,
1: I was going to ask you, what, what happened?
0: Just the Myers briggs tests, generally. Ah. Con- it's considered an unsound, unscientific personality test, right, right. and it's derided by any sort of competent psychologist or psychiatrist or counselor, anyone who would do uh, personality tests. It's just considered, like, a farce. It's, it's a load a, of shit. It's
1: a bit of fun, though.
0: Yeah, it's a bit of fun. It's like astrology. It can be fun, but yeah. if people are making life decisions from it, or if recruiters <laughs> are recruiting people based on the results of a test that is unscientific and horseshit, that's when it becomes <laughs> an issue. Hmm. If you read your horoscope every week, cool. It's a bit of fun. It yeah. might make you view the world and the in a certain way, but if you make hard life decisions based on, you know, balls of gas, yeah. then- it's just really done.
1: Well, some things have happened to me, like in astrology, because I'm a Taurus and yeah. said, Oh, this will happen. And it actually happened.
0: But not that's just a time. coincidence. Not that's just time. confirmation bias. Yeah, <laughs> confirmation bias. That's yes. what it's called. That's it's what a it's li- called, yes. Yeah, it's it's not yeah. Anyway, I'll stop. That's all the Seinfeld news <laughs> for the week. <laughs> Very and, good, uh, Stephen. Let's take a break.
1: Yes. This is Zach and Aaron from, from Seinfeld Law, and uh, you are listening to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. Today, Stephen, it is a What's the Deal With episode. Every fifth episode, we don't talk about the secondaries in an episode. We talk about a major secondary character or a very significant one at that. And uh, this week, we're talking about Uncle Leo.
0: Hello. Hello,
1: Helen's brother. That's right. Yes, that's right. And Jerry's uncle. And that's right, obviously. yes. Obviously. Uh, yes. So we'll talk about the actor for a little bit, so, you know, because he deserves a bit of you know, time in the spotlight. He does. Uh, Leonard King Lesser, also known as Len Lesser, it's a stage name. Was born on December third, nineteen twenty-two, in New York City, New York, New York, New York. <laughs> he was an actor known for uh, Kelly's Heroes, How to Stuff a Wild Bikini, and Papillon. Uh, he appeared in TV shows such as Mad About You. The Monsters, Mod Squad, and Get Smart. And he also appeared as a character named Garvin, who was like a, an Uncle Leo-esque character in Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, in a few episodes. Yeah, slightly crazy. Slightly crazy. Slightly eccentric. eccentric. That's right. Yes. Are
0: um, so, oh, you were going to say something? I was going to say uh, one, one fact I took out of uh, the information out there about him that I really thought was interesting... Uh, was that at the age of 19, he enlisted in the uh, U.S. Army uh, the day after the attack of Pearl Harbor.
1: Yes, he did. He uh, served in China, Burma, and India. Yep, Mm, yep. That's right. So
0: he obviously felt the patriotic uh, call and yes. uh, signed up with the army to go, you know, fight the good fight for the, for the uh, for the Americans.
1: Yes, and he was a fan of the Major League Baseball team, the Detroit Tigers. Ah. Uh, and despite having hundreds of film and TV credits before Seinfeld, uh, the role of Uncle Leo made him a household name. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So he's been. I think his first acting credit was in 1949. Wow. Yeah. That's such a long career. Indeed.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, he passed away in uh, early 2011 mm. uh, from cancer-related pneumonia uh, in California at the ripe old and very awesome. Age of 88.
1: That's right. and So, he, a good innings for him. Very good innings. And he was married once to Janice Bur- Burrell, rather, but they divorced in 1982, uh, and he had two children.
0: Okay. Yes. Awesome. He did. What a life.
1: What a life, yes. Anyway,
0: let's talk about Leo.
1: Leo. Hello. Hi, hello. So, Uncle Leo, he is, of course, Jerry's uncle. And he is Helen's brother. Mm -hmm. Uh, He appears in 15 episodes of Seinfeld, and his last name is never revealed, Mm. which is interesting. Yep.
0: I like how Kramer thinks uncle is his first name. Uncle? Leo? Yeah. He goes, (laughs) like when Jerry says, da-da-da, Leo, and he goes, Who? Uncle Uncle Leo, I guess. Oh, "Oh, yeah, Uncle. Forgot about his first name. name,
1: (laughs) In the bookstore, um, Jerry mentions Leo to Kramer. Kramer is initially confused, like he said, but upon Mm. remembering, he says, Oh, yeah, right, Uncle Leo forgot his first name. Uh, in an episode where Leo signs for a package addressed to Jerry, the package, he signs it as Uncle Leo, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. Uh, he's a very eccentric man. When coming across Jerry, he always exclaims his catchphrase, Jerry! Ow! With his arms wide open. Um, Jerry has when Jerry rather has a Cape Fear-esque nightmare about him in the bookstore Leo has the words Jerry tattooed on his fingers of his right hand and hello on the fingers of his left
0: as he's doing chin-ups and he's like with his long skull
1: yeah hello. <laughs> Can someone answer that damn phone <laughs> when talking to people, Uncle Leo has a tendency to grab their arm often uncomfortably and hold them to them and holds them close rather mm. uh, in the pony remark, Jerry guesses that he does this because so many people have left in the middle of his conversation, yeah, I agree, yep. Uh, he brags about his son often, uh, Jerry's cousin Jeffrey, who never appears on the show. No. We have to do an episode on the unseen characters of yeah, Seinfeld. Yeah, I
0: think we've floated that idea before. What's yeah. the deal with the unspoken characters? Or the unseen. Sorry, the unseen. So, Jeffrey, right, yeah.
1: Lomez. Uh, Bob Sacramento yep. among others there's probably a few others that we're yeah, not thinking of we'll but uh, yep. when it
0: when it comes to that point we'll, we'll come up with a list absolutely I think that'll be fun because <laughs> be awesome. you know even though there's bits and pieces you know about them you get to make up everything yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what they look like you know what they're into yeah this that'll is going to be, be fun. real fun it'll
1: be really cool yeah I can't wait to do that one eventually um, and so he talks about Jeffrey's accomplishments in the Parks Department. And uh, Leo's very sensitive about greetings. He wants people to say hello yeah, all the time. Yep. Even if uh, Leo's robbing a bookstore or he's stealing from them. Well, you could have still said hello yeah you know? he's very big on
0: uh, greetings yes on procedure. Right. <laughs> And procedure uh,
1: and Jerry once avoided stopping to talk to his uncle on the street because Jerry was on his way to NBC mm. uh, for a meeting Leo was offended and called Jerry's mother in Florida to complain about the snub yeah uh, as we know Leo is retired uh, his wife Stella is seen is seen in uh, the pen one of your favorite episodes yep uh, but by the seventh season he's either widowed widowed or divorced mm. um, we what don't a know what life happens changes. to Stella.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It just maybe the actress didn't want to continue, so they just wrote her out. Yes. You know, mm. you know, or maybe they just wanted to zhuzh him up a bit and make him a bit of a bachelor with a younger. Sort of girlfriend,
1: maybe Lydia, who um, I was just about to talk about. Yeah. Uh, so in the showerhead, I guess one of Uncle Leo's most notable episodes. Uh, he's living with a woman named Lydia. He breaks up with her because Jerry joked on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno about Leo's paranoid obsession with anti-Semitism <laughs> in ridiculous contexts. So forget he's
0: not al dente. Uh, al dente. <laughs> Anti-Semite.
1: Anti-Semite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Loses a
0: horse race. Secretarius. Anti-Semitic. Anti-Semitic. <laughs> That's one of my favourite scenes. Yeah. Just how he points. <laughs> <laughs> Anti-Semitic.
1: And then you can see like the the anguish on. Leo's face as Lydia's laughing. As the, yeah, she's, oh, she's laughing. Just, yeah. He's so cut. Yeah. So bad. Um, he breaks up with Lydia but then goes back together with her later on in the episode. Uh, but the funny thing is, like I mentioned, like Stella, Lydia's never mentioned in subsequent episodes. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Hmm. In the bookstore, Jerry catches Leo in the act of shoplifting at a local bookstore brantanos are uh, therefore confronting him about it um leo maintains that seniors have the upper hand since they can claim senility yes he also reminds jerry to always greet him hello no matter how awkward the situation jerry later unintentionally gets leo arrested this is a 51 50, 55, 50. what's fifty-five 50? you're just gonna scare him right yeah it's sworn, it's warm jerry you ratted me out <laughs> he unintentionally gets leo arrested by bookstore police oh god that's so season eight season nine isn't it um after leo attempts yet another theft during the episode that leo has a criminal record related to a crime of passion Hmm. wow
0: wonder what it is murder (laughs) no probably not i guess
1: guess we'll analyze it and talk about it yeah
0: we'll potentially discuss that yes uh
1: and finally in the package uh leo receives a package for jerry uh, Jerry suspects there could be a bomb in it. Ah, oh, pre-9-11 days, huh? Um, so he encourages Leo to open the package... Uh, happens over the phone and Jerry hears a loud explosion except for having his eyebrows and moustache burnt off Leo's unharmed and it wasn't a bomb in the package yep. he left a, a oven cleaning canister in the oven That's while right. the oven was on and exploded
0: I just love when uh, Jerry and George look at each other after they hear the yeah, explosion just, sound they just, like, just go oh, shit. slow slowly look at each other and go oh, oh
1: shit yeah. um, Elaine later in like a famous uh, part of Seinfeld or Uncle Leo's character Elaine later quickly draws new eyebrows on him with her eyeliner yep. leaving him The Comical Expression of Anger
0: by his doctor. Okay, the doctor goes, I don't like your tone, Leo. And he goes, what? What are you talking about? You're being
1: difficult. I don't like your demeanor. (laughs) Yeah. My demeanor? (laughs) What are you writing in there? What are you writing on my chart? (laughs) Yeah. So, he's appeared in 15 episodes. So, he was in season two's The Pony Remark, The Pen in season three, Uh, season four episodes, The Ticket, The Wallet, and The Watch, Season 5, The Glasses and the Wife. He was in Season 6's The Pledge Drive, The Kiss low and The Doodle. Season 7, The Showerhead. Season 8, The Package. And he appeared in Season nine's The Bookstore, uh, one of his most famous episodes. Yep. And in the finale parts, 1 and 2. Nice. Do you have any trivia about Uncle Leo?
0: No, I don't. Do you?
1: I do have a couple of facts, yes. Okay. Uh, so, Le- Len Lesser, he was interviewed in 1998, and he said of his character... And I quote, He's the kind of guy who is a total nuisance at times and the kind of guy you avoid. He's a very expansive character, and that has an attraction to it. Indeed. Uh, On the 25th anniversary of Seinfeld's debut, Uncle Leo was ranked number six in Rolling Stone's list of the hundred best Seinfeld characters. Hmm. Number five was Newman, number four was Jerry, three was Kramer, two was Elaine, and one was George. Oh. There you go.
0: There you go. So
1: a very prominent secondary character. Huh. Old Uncle Leo boy. Okay. Yes.
0: Yeah, and uh, actually, I did find a extra trivia point while you were talking. Uh-huh. Uh, just out of thin air. Yeah, just out of thin you air. You stole it from the bookstore,
1: didn't oh, you? I did. I did. Down my jacket. 50. 5150. 5150.
0: I only remember 5150 because it's a really good guitar amp that I used to always want back in the day. Is that Marshall? No, it's PV. Oh, PV. But they don't make them anymore. Ah, oh, damn. Yeah. You. Oh, well. I'm sure you can buy one second in. Yeah, you can, but they are really expensive because they're really sought after. uh uh-huh. Uh the extra bit of trivia is and you kinda touched on it before, uh, is that Len uh exhibited a lot of the same characteristics uh in his uh new character Garvin. Yeah. Um in Everybody Loves Raymond That's right. a lot of the same eccentricities mm-hmm. and uh the overtop sort of pesty nature of him. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There you go. So it worked out well. Indeed. And like I said, it's funny how he had so many credits lend lesser to his name. Yeah. And yep. he wasn't known until Seinfeld. Yeah. No one knew Instead he was. Sort of just a character actor yeah, or
0: right. just a background actor. And then, yeah, he peaks really late in his career.
1: And now he's one of the most beloved secondary characters on the show. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. one of your most. One of... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything now, but... Uh, oh, I can tell. Uh, yeah, I know, I've got a feeling. I can tell with you, too. Yeah.
0: You're just... You got that
1: poker face. Mm. You you're not giving anything away, I can't tell.
0: Poker face. Uh, she okay. won an
1: Oscar the other day. She did. For Shallow. Yeah, it's and Rami,
0: Rami Malik. I yeah. was so happy about that because nah, I, I love Mr. Robot, which I've crapped on a lot about Me on the show. Um, yeah, and I know you enjoy it. Uh, and, yeah, he, I think he's just an awesome actor. Oh, no, he's great. And he did such a good job of uh, portraying... Um,
1: uh, Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. Say, <laughs> you just went, huh? You were going to say, "Oh, Robert Plant." I was about to say Idol. <laughs> Billy Idol. Billy Idol. <laughs> yeah, he had long black hair. remember? In yeah, the yeah. 80s. and a mustache. I mean, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, well, he was an '80s. He was a '70s and '80s British rocker. So you know, you know there's those, some link there. You know
1: those Billy Idol hits, Bohemian Rhapsody, and yeah. Killer Queen, and. <laughs>
0: True. I'm getting old. I just turned 35. Forgive me. You did. Happy birthday for the other day. Thank you, mate. I appreciate it. Indeed. Anyway, let's talk about Uncle Uncle, Leo.
1: Yes, Uncle Leo Goldstein. That'll do. Goldstein. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, yes, Uncle Leo. um, Yeah, so retired. uh, I think just like when we talked about Jack Klumpus all those times ago, um, I think he's you know, retired. Obviously retired. He has a bit of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, he probably worked maybe middle management somewhere. I yeah. think he was a bit more qualified than being, like I say, a factory worker or, sure, you know, a run-of-the-mill worker. So you think he was person. a bit more
0: of a professional rather than just a grunt?
1: Probably. <laughs> okay. Um, and probably to. Mira Lesser's career, I think he was a World War Two veteran okay. as well. Yep. You know. True. If, if we could go by that. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he would have been, yeah, he would have been around that time, mm-hmm. you know, with conscription and stuff. He probably would have got caught up yep. for the war. So, I yep. I think, um, yeah, a lot of those... A lot of those things probably came back to him somehow. I don't know how you would have seen any instances of PTSD or anything in him.
0: No, he doesn't uh, really exhibit any sort of trauma or he doesn't seem psychologically troubled.
1: Unless if he's hiding something with all the hellos. Yeah, maybe. Do you think the hellos and all these greetings could be a cover for something or do you think he's just naturally an optimistic guy?
0: See, no, I think uh, Uncle Leo is lonely and insecure and paranoid. Paranoid,
1: yes. Paranoid, Paranoid, I agree with. Totally paranoid. Yeah,
0: I think he's really lonely. The fact that he says hello really loudly, I think he's trying to announce his presence. Here I am, pay attention to me, maybe because he didn't get much attention growing up, maybe because he didn't have many friends Mm. or he doesn't have many friends, uh, you know, at this stage in his life. Uh, I think he's just trying to, rather than just giving a discreet and normal kind of, hey, mate, how are you? Or hello, blah, blah, blah. He's announcing himself, but not because of some overconfident kind of extravagant personality. I think it's him making up for what he sees as people not noticing him or paying much attention to him or caring about him
1: and that would probably be why he holds people's arms when he tries yeah, to talk to them so exactly, they can't get away exactly in, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. a lot
0: of a lot of the behavior that he exhibits like the like the uh the arm holding and the uh the, the constant need for attention yeah and the fact that he berates jerry very openly and also passive aggressively when jerry's like oh hey, i've got to go, go after meeting." a meeting yeah you know well, if, i know people I, in hollywood too yeah i no, mean he, if, doesn't. If, <laughs> no, he doesn't yeah he, he does make up a bit of stuff and he kind of Pushes the truth a bit. Like, if you ran into me on the street and you were like, Oh, nice to see you, mate, but I've really got to go. Yeah. I would just say, Yeah, no problem. I would assume that you do have somewhere to go. Mm. And if you were, uh, you know, if you were just trying to avoid me, maybe you've got a good reason. He hates rejection. Yeah. And
1: I think he has a constant fear perpetual fear of dying alone. Yep. I think he wants someone... Because especially like Lydia. Yep. Lydia was probably perfect. And, you know, Lydia laughed at the jokes at his expense. Mm. But, you know, Leo could have laughed along and said, ha-ha, Jerry, you're a comedian, funny guy. But he really... He doesn't like people insulting him even no. like lightheartedly like joking and stuff he can't take it
0: no i, I don't think he yeah i think he's lonely and i don't think he's got a strong sense of self-esteem no he's
1: got a crippling fear of dying alone yep and yeah. a crippling
0: fear of rejection yeah he does i think so uh i think you know most people uh, are willing to be laughed at if they've done something silly or if they've made a mistake most people have the ability to to laugh at themselves and allow other people to laugh at them but uh as soon as lydia laughs at at you know, she's not even laughing at Uncle Leo directly. She's laughing at a, a an observational joke about him. She obviously still loves him. She's just making fun of him a bit. He is, like you said before, he's fumingly angry. He's not just a bit annoyed. He's he's you know, mm-hmm. which to me demonstrates a lack of ability to laugh at oneself. That's right. Which usually is linked to low self esteem or a low sense of self worth. Yeah, you know, because you can't you can't accept that you're not perfect.
1: And I find also, Steve, he. Progressively gets more paranoid as the mm. as the show goes along. In the pony remark, he seems you know pretty coddling to Jerry, you know, trying to talk to Jerry and yep. stuff. But he doesn't seem too desperate. Mm. But in the pen, when we he's only in that scene with Stella, yep. and we did talk about Stella in the pen, where you know Stella's all high and mighty, and you know she wears fur and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, I guess we could say that maybe Stella died. Yeah, okay. I think that. He loved her very much, mm. and the, the episode I watched the episode, the ticket and the pitch, the two parter, you know, yep. where uh, Jerry and George go to NBC. Yep. I think he was still grieving over Stella's death. Okay. And you know, with that fear of being alone, mm. Jerry, you know, he just wanted a bit of time with Jerry. You know, he's his, right? You know, his his nephew, all that kind of stuff. And then Jerry's like, "Look, I, I really got to go." Yeah. I think he was still grieving. Okay. So he's probably thought oh you know oh he doesn't want to talk to me no one wants to talk to me yeah. and I notice he, like he gets more progressively as I watch the episodes he, with him in it he gets more progressively paranoid and anxious yeah. and stuff as yep. he goes on to the point where in the bookstore he's starting to steal books yeah you know and he's the one that offers jerry money yeah and checks and say that's all you know if you, you just tell someone or you pretend you know like Tell, tell someone... Don't tell them where you got it. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. You know, the check and all that stuff. You know, he's trying to give Jerry money. But yeah. then it's him stealing and he's using the excuse of, oh, I'm old. Yeah. I, I think I, he's kind of progressively getting worse. Yeah. He's not getting the help he needs. No, definitely. No. I think
0: he is, yeah, in need of some sort of professional help. Yeah. Or just a stronger group of people around him who can sort of keep him on track. And, uh, yeah, just make him feel a bit better about himself and life. Yeah. And I think the stealing... I've got two theories about that. He might be doing it because, you know, w- when you get a bit older, you get a bit more depressed and you probably feel a bit more lonely because your family are probably pushing you out. Sometimes you do things like that just for a rush. For attention. Just for, oh, for a rush, yeah. For a rush, yeah. just to feel alive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, because it, it makes you feel young. Mm-hmm. You're taking a risk. Life isn't as predictable if you're stealing some books every so often. So,
1: his life is just so boring and meaningless. Yeah, you know, I think so. especially after Lydia like goes
0: as well. You know, Lydia was maybe his uh second shot at love that's
1: right but i think lydia probably broke up on him
0: That's true yeah but i'm saying that would add to his depression on top of the the grieving of Stella yeah. you know so if he's a bit lower if he's feeling a bit worse about himself uh then you know stealing is a is a shoplifting is a you know he's not going out and doing something horrible no it's a low risk crime but that risk makes you feel alive it gives you a rush Yeah, a rush that yeah. you're sort of seeking when there's not a lot you know, in your life to feel happy about.
1: And no companions or people want to talk to you. Exactly. And his over-exuberance in uh, introducing himself to people, kind yep. of, it's it's seen as standoffish. Yeah, for sure. Much everyone, yeah. Definitely. Mm.
0: Um, I, I also wanted to talk a bit about uh, his obsession and his sort of... Um, Almost immortalization of his son. I mean, it's, oh. a, it's you know, it's not just a father or a parent being proud of their kid. It's like my son is a fucking angel. Jeffrey and like, could be like a toilet cleaner, yeah, and you know, he'd be all over him. Yeah. yeah, I think that's really good in a way. It's just like you know, he's he's proud. Of, he's sort of saying, I'm proud of my son, no matter what he does, whether he's a, a janitor. And no offense to all the janitors out there, you make the world turn. Oh, you sure do. All the way up to you deal the with surgeon, so much shit, you know. But let's be <laughs> honest, each you do. That's very good. Very, very good.
1: That's <laughs> what I used to say to the nurses when I was in hospital. You deal but, with so much of my shit. It's uh, pretty good. <laughs> Probably like, yeah, yeah, that's the ninth time <laughs> I've heard it, mate. Yeah, uh,
0: <laughs> real original. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but let's be honest. There are social statuses, and and uh, I guess there's different social cachets to different jobs. And being a, I guess a non-management person at the parks department isn't exactly a a, a high job socially speaking. Mm. Uh, but he, you know, he, he worships, not worships, but he, he displays his utmost pride in his son's work. Um, which I think is really cool, but he goes beyond that a lot of the time as he well. Does. He and really
1: over glorifies his son.
0: That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Glorifies, glorifies him. Not yeah. immortalizes. That's what I meant. Glorifies, yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, not in a way, immortalizes him too. Yeah. Mm.
0: Um, he really puts him on a pedestal that I think is a bit unhealthy and probably a bit unrealistic. It's a bit, yeah, definitely unrealistic. You know, and I think that's him going, just linking that back to, uh, him not having a strong sense of self and being a bit unhappy and having this constant need for attention, I think he's almost trying to vicariously live pet- through his son yeah live yeah. through his son yeah uh, and put him up on a pedestal to sort of maybe distract himself from the, the, the you know the stuff that we've talked about in his own life.
1: Every as we're talking about this, I get sadder and sadder. Yeah, poor Uncle Leo, man. Yeah,
0: I at oh. first I was just like, oh, you're just an annoying pest. But when you drill down a bit, kind of like uh, um, we did with Tim Motley, exactly. Yeah, you know, at first it's like, oh, this guy's a jerk. No, nah, but then it doesn't excuse jerk behavior. No. But when you when you scratch the surface and try and figure out why you, and you develop we, we empathy, went
1: to the crux of it, and we're like, oh, damn. Yeah, you can, he's, you can. He's got a lot of damage.
0: Yeah, for sure. You can hold people's behavior against them and make them yeah. accountable, but you can also be empathetic and yeah. and try and understand mm. why they are the way they are. Of course. Yeah. So the more I thought about Uncle Leo, the more I went from just a. I kind of felt the same way as Jerry. It's just like he's tolerable. I'll tolerate him, but he's a pest. He's annoying. He's insufferable. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the, the the more I thought about why he is the way he is, the more I felt sorry for him.
1: I don't. And also, I don't know if it's just him having senior moments or whatever. But I I think he's has the early on stages of like Alzheimer's. Yeah. Or dementia. Yep. Because in the package you know when he opens a package he left the canister in the oven mm. you know yeah that's things a like that is pretty scary especially living on your own yeah. something could happen to you yeah that's and a pretty
0: elementary mistake when you're yeah. i think i think when you're doing something that involves uh, explosives you naturally take a bit more caution you do than but if i feel just, just like forgot. washing the dishes or something that's right uh, but yeah if you forget like if if you were cleaning the oven out i would assume that you would make more of an effort to remember oh remove that canister from the oven or Whatever, yeah. Rather than just, just leaving it in there, yeah. Putting, you know, if you leave a bag of shopping in the boot of the car, that's you know, no harm, no foul. No, uh, yeah, no. I think that's a really good point. Yeah, that that's a really,
1: and it's scary that it lives alone. Yeah, in that condition,
0: for sure, definitely. for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. The other, the only other thing that I wanted to bring up uh, was, do you think the um, the 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 you know, almost like the conspiracy minded mm-hmm. anti semitism that he thinks that everyone has against him <laughs> is just from the paranoia that we've talked about, or it seems it seems a bit beyond paranoia. it almost seems as if maybe he was subject to some really horrible anti-Semitic behavior growing up, and it made him see anything that's against him. Like Jerry says, if something doesn't work out in his life, mm. rather than just semi. yeah, it's anti-Semitic. It just seems a bit beyond normal paranoia, where you think people are against you, where it's almost like the whole world is conspiring against me because of my Jewish heritage. Well,
1: I, I hypothesized earlier that, just like Len Lesser's character, mm. I think Uncle Leo was a World War Two veteran. Right. So, he probably saw a lot of the
0: mm. Nazi
1: propaganda and he heard about Auschwitz and the Holocaust and True. all these things, And you know, which is like the one of the worst atrocities in human history. Definitely. You know, and I think since then, he... Uh, everything's overboard he over exaggerates yeah. everything something as simple as oh the guy didn't give me
0: you can't just overcook a burger you can't just
1: overcook a burger Andy mate and then Jerry's like oh like- make Jerry- sure that Goebbels in there <laughs> yeah.
0: anyway, he calls what the Go- chef Go- yeah, Goebbels yeah it's like anyway what Goebbels in there making your burger <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good line I love
1: that line <laughs> <laughs> Goebbels Jesus oh so good uh, yeah, I, I just think he over-exaggerates a lot of things as well, yep. but I think it's also a result from what he saw in the war mm-hmm. as well. I think he also he suffers from PTSD yep. as well as possibly the early onset of dementia and Alzheimer's, and I think that mm-hmm. all kind of adds
0: up to... Inter- so do you think his seemingly natural, well, seemingly constant paranoia, maybe early onset Alzheimer's, and a bit, trauma, of, PTSD he, as a bit as well. of PTSD and the trauma yep. he experienced all combines to what seems like a hyper-paranoia specifically about people being yep. anti-Semitic towards him for yeah, things that aren't, probably, aren't anti-Semitic at all. I'd probably say so.
1: Okay. He's very proud of his Jewish heritage, sure. obviously. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, but I think that uh, it's a whole amalgamation of things okay. that make him paranoid.
0: That's uh, That's fair. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Do you want to talk about uh, anything else about Unclear?
1: What is his crime of passion?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, Did he kill question.
1: someone? Like what? What? I guess a crime of passion. You like one would think it's murder. Yeah, you, know, you see that's your the you see your crime wife. You see your wife in bed with someone, and you kill the both of them. Yeah, you shoot them both or something. Yeah. I mean Shawshank Redemption or something. That's a crime that's of passion. That's a crime of passion. You know he, his wife yeah.
0: cheats on him. He gets drunk and he well yeah. he doesn't do it, but you think he does. You know
1: what do you think his crime of passion was? Uh. I mean he's not in jail for the rest of his life.
0: No, no, no. So. Well, doesn't mean he got caught. Oh. oh no, he did get caught. No, he did get caught. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, mm, I hmm.
1: Because because robbing the bookstore it brought up his crime of passion. Yeah, yeah.
0: Hmm. I don't know. It's a really good question. Because my own my mind just goes to murder, but yeah, I don't me think too. he's capable of murder.
1: Manslaughter? No. Yeah. But then you no. got to have passion for that. You have intent, yeah. don't you? Exactly. Crime of passion. I have no idea.
0: I don't know. Maybe he. I I'll yeah, Google crimes of passion if you yeah. want. Yeah. <laughs> what what are a list of general crimes of passion? Non-victim
1: <laughs> or well, you know, non-death, non-violent <laughs> crimes, of passion. crimes of passion. Oh, they might be violent. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Unless he assaulted someone.
0: Yeah. He could have done that. Yeah,
1: maybe he was not quite attempted murder, but maybe grievous. Or
0: maybe assault. maybe maybe actually maybe he beat the shit out of someone who was fucking stellar. Maybe. You know, cuz he you said and uh, I agree that he uh, you know, he, he loved Stella very much and yeah. he almost worshipped her. So, yeah. when she passed, he, he um, you know, he was very upset. Yeah. So, maybe uh, if he caught her cheating on him. Yeah. You know, that would enrage him so much because he loves his wife so much. Uh, that he would do something. I don't think he's capable of murder. No, but maybe 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 serious assault. He,
1: yeah, he wouldn't be on the you show. Uh, I'm on the Wikipedia page now. A crime of passion uh, refers to a violent crime, especially homicide, okay. uh, where the perpetrator commits the act against someone because of sudden strong impulses, such yeah. as sudden rage, rather than premeditated
0: crime. Yeah, so, so there you go. go. I
1: reckon he beat the shit out of someone. Yep. Uh, yeah.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it was uh, a response to perceived anti- anti-Semitism, mm. or uh, he caught someone with Stella. You did or even even if um, you know maybe Stella and, and another person weren't doing anything yeah but uh, maybe he just became enraged with jealousy because he thought another person was trying to do something with yep. Stella yep. and he's just so protective of her yeah he uh, he he overreacted and physically Assaulted them or harmed them. Yeah, that's right. What What do you think?
1: I think that's what it is. Yeah, I think it'll be something like that. It's probably assault, probably grievous. Yep. Uh, maybe he did go to jail, or maybe mm. he he got off. Yeah, or something. I don't know. You didn't say he was convicted though, was he? No. No. Maybe he got off. Yeah. Because um, there's also like men's ray. You're true. Uh, I guess we could ask our sign for law buddies. Yeah. Yeah, Zach and Aaron. If okay. you're listening, tell us uh, with regards to American law, mm. what would be a good defence for a crime of passion? Yeah, yeah. Tell us, or if you're a lawyer, if you're listening,
0: yeah, let us know. That that's a really interesting. Yeah, uh, that's curious. a really interesting question.
1: Yeah, because like I said, with crime of passion, I always think murder. Yeah, you know,
0: I always think what you the scenario you brought yeah. up of you know someone coming home to find their partner cheating on them and yeah. they're just so jealous and so yeah, angry and so upset them. that it they kill them. them. Yeah. yeah, that's
1: right. Mm. And obviously, if he was convicted of murder, he wouldn't be on the show.
0: No, so he'll be rotting in jail. That's true. So
1: that's right. Anyway, yeah, i will be curious to find out some answers.
0: What an interesting take on Uncle Leo. This oh, no. went This it's went directions poor, I didn't know. Guy. Me too, man. That I uh, didn't didn't uh, expect it to.
1: That poor guy. He suffered so much.
0: He, yeah, yes. Oh, mentally, poor guy. Poor I dude. Feel so bad. For him. Yeah, he's still a <laughs> pest though. I still love
1: him. Though. <laughs> yeah, I love
0: him. Yeah. Anyway, uh, did you want to talk about him any further? Ah, uh, is there anything else? What else?
1: What else has he done? I well, mean, I
0: think we've covered everything he does in the show and the reasons for, and we talked about all of his main behaviours mm. and scenarios. I don't think there's really anything else to discuss.
1: No. I mean Uncle Leo and Jerry's relationship. I guess we have touched on that a bit but we haven't yeah, really delved into it. I
0: think I think
1: Jerry just puts up with him.
0: Yeah, I think Jerry tolerates him for the sake of peace and he's not the worst person on earth. No, but no. Jerry Jerry's not very nice to most people. He doesn't no, even really like not. his friends. No, not really. You know, he's a bit of a jerk to most <laughs> people. So he's going to do it to family mm. because he can get away with it. Yeah. Um, you know, and he probably just gets a bit sick of him because, as far as we know, he's the only family he sees consistently in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, right, because everyone so else he's
1: is in Del Boca Vista and other places. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So,
0: you know, I mean, I love my family, but they annoy the shit out of me, mm-hmm. which I think is a natural relationship that adults have with their adult family, you know?
1: And don't forget Nana's in New York too.
0: Exactly, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But he doesn't see her as often. She's on a very fixed income. <laughs> She's on a very cancel that show. <laughs> Stop that show. Stop that show. Yes. Uh yeah, so I think Leo maybe just cops the brunt of his general family frustration that yeah. I think we can all uh all connect with. hmm Yeah. Uh yeah, he's just the the closest, the nearest target, mm-hmm. you know, he's gonna cop it. And, you know, regardless of uh Leo's past and his personality and the reasons behind uh why he does what he does he's still he's an annoying person yeah he he's is, a pest. Yes. he's a punisher but there's so a reason behind his annoyance for sure for sure yeah his mental issues yeah, yeah. but but if you're someone who lacks empathy like Jerry you're not going to think about oh wait why is he no. doing this you're just going to see him as an annoying pest that's and right. you're probably going to be a bit rude to him and a bit oh, mean to and him and yeah, dismissive
1: and very standoffish
0: exactly mm. yeah
1: that's right yeah that's all I had about Uncle Leo awesome he's very well portrayed by Len Lesser Great acting, and uh, yeah, he uh, became an iconic secondary character on the show. For sure. Let's take a quick break, Steve, and we're going to find out if Uncle Leo is in our top 20 secondary characters of all time. We'll be back. (laughs) I have an announcement. Your grandmother is on the line. My nana? And as we speak, she's generously writing PBS a check for $1,500. She can't do that. She's on a very fixed income. Stop!
0: Welcome back to But I don't want to be a Secondary Character this week. We are talking about Uncle Leo. But oh, we
1: did talk about him.
0: Yes. Oh uh, god,
1: and we really went deep, didn't we? We did. Oh man, he that poor guy's got a lot of deep. a lot of issues. He does. Yeah. Yep. Ball's wow. deep.
0: Falls deep. Yes. <laughs> deep into his psyche. Yeah. <laughs> unpacked a lot of a lot of stuff. Jeez. Very complicated, man. Yeah, we sure have. Anyway, uh, let's wrap this episode up. So uh I have to ask a question, and I think I've got a feeling of what the answer might be. Does Uncle Leo appear in your top ten characters of all time?
1: Uh yeah, he's in my top ten. Well, out of my twenty, he is within one to ten Yeah. Okay. Should I read the top ten? ten to one. Yeah, ten to one. Yep. All right, I'll open it up. We
0: haven't had one of these in a while.
1: No, we haven't actually. Uh, well, uh, we've
0: counted down the ten and I didn't know the result and it's a bit of a shock.
1: I reckon the best one we've ever done was you with Jack Lompus and yep. I just pissed myself laughing. Yeah. And you're
0: like, what? It's Jack Lompus. It's so good. That's exactly how I sound like. That's exactly Thank how, you. You. how you talk. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I edit this podcast. And that's yeah. what you sound
1: like. Yeah. Sound that's, that's, actually, that's
0: actually my natural voice. And then you put an effect over it to make me sound like this. <laughs> yeah. You're like, this is unlistenable. I've got to make you sound good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or not terrible. That's right. <laughs> Maestro Black. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I'm trying to find my list.
1: How about you tell me where uh, Uncle Leo sits, if he sits in your top 20?
0: Okay. He doesn't appear in my top 10 or 20. Oh, he doesn't? Okay. No, But, uh, yeah. Uh, did you think he would? I thought he would, yes. Okay. No, he doesn't. Okay. Uh, and, uh, but he would be in the low 20s, so maybe 22, 23, if it went beyond 20 characters oh. in our list.
1: Okay, he didn't quite do
0: it for you? No, no. Um, no, I just, I, I like him. I understand why he's popular. Mm. Uh, the, Len Lesser did an awesome job. Oh, yeah. Fabulous. Um, he's really funny, but, uh, yeah, it just didn't, I just, I don't know. I, as soon as as soon as he's not in the scene anymore, I forget about That's him. That's it. He, I never I never want more of you. him. Yeah, sure. Is is good while I see him, but then after that, he just doesn't leave any. Uh, leave any desire to see more of him. Yeah. You know?
1: Uh, but he's like, for me, Jackie Charles. Yep. Him in small births is just enough. Mm. And, you know, with me, you can only, if you're only in like one or two scenes in Seinfeld, that's enough to be my list. Quality over quantity. Quality over okay. quantity, yeah. True. Okay. So, number 10, Joe the fruit store owner from The Mango. Number nine, Mary Cantardi from The Baby Shower, another one who's only in one scene ever in the show. Uh, number eight was Aaron the Close Talker. Number seven is Newman. Six is Lieutenant Bookman from The Library. Five is Susan. Four is The Soup Nazi. Three, Uncle Leo.
0: Oh, wow. Number, number three. three, yes. Strong debut.
1: Yeah. Number two is Frank, uh, Costanza, and number one is George Steinbrenner. Nice one. Yeah. No, I, Uncle Leo, man, like, this is before all the unpacking I ranked him. Mm. Yeah. Like, you know, with all the unpacking, I probably could have put him, oh, probably maybe, oh no, he's not he's as good not as Frank. A, not as good as Frank. No, no way. No no. <laughs> no, no, he, he, he's solid at number three. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Len Lesser, his portrayal of him is just really good. Mm-hmm. Excellent portrayal and I can see why Rolling Stone ranked him as number six yeah. in and the greatest Seinfeld characters ever for like, sure I can see it he's I know he's annoying as fuck mm. which is fair but I think that adds to his comedy it adds to his character you know he's a ball breaker to Jerry and Helen and everyone else but I just think every time he comes in he just steals the scene yep he shits all over it <laughs> shits all over it in a nice way yeah. metaphorically speaking I know what you mean but yeah he's just and he's hilarious and also that image of him with the drawn-on eyebrows from Elaine's just it's, it's I can't great. get that once you've seen it it can't be unseen yeah so good.
0: Big Cholo. Yeah. Cholette? Cholo. Cholette. Cholette. Eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, all really good points. All really good points. I yeah. understand why you'd rank him at number three. Yes.
1: So Gina from The Suicide is eliminated from my top twenty. Okay. Yes.
0: See you later, Gina. See you, Gina. Uh, I'm just gonna quickly go through my top ten episodes, even though this isn't an episode specific right. episode. I'll say of the for podcast. Yeah, I just haven't been through them in months. All right, yeah, because yeah, um, you've been away and stuff. Uh, I just haven't brought it up because no episodes we've done have appeared in the top ten and yeah. I just haven't re- recounted it, so I thought, may as well. Uh, and if I'm going to be honest, I've done a bit of a shuffle around. Yeah, of course. Because I updated my list after a little while and I got your list because we're going to include them in the show notes and going plus, forward.
1: plus, you didn't do the betrayal. Stacy was with me for the betrayal, That's so true. you probably... Yeah, you know, I looked at my list and somewhere. I'm like, yeah.
0: uh, I think when you look at it more broadly speaking, you kind of... You know, you, you change your mind for certain reasons. Yeah. So, it's mostly the same, but a few swaps. Surprise so, me. Yep. So, from 10 to 1, we've got The Old Man, which formerly was ranked as number 3, oh, I think.
1: The Old Man? Yeah.
0: And then number 9 is The Hamptons. Oh, okay. Number 8 is The Chinese Restaurant, which I didn't rank in the top 10 prior. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number 7 is The Pony Remark. Yep. Number 6 is The Limo. Number 5 is The Sniffing Accountant. Number 4 is The Smelly Car. Number 3 is a Mango. Number 2 is The Pen and number 1 is The Jacket. All right. So the beautiful. top few stayed stayed the same. Yep. Uh, but sort of between uh, four and ten, a couple have been swapped around, and there's a new entry with the Chinese restaurant.
1: And I think when you do your top ten, is my understanding is you go by the strength of the secondary characters is
0: uh, that right? for the episodes.
1: Yeah. Uh, is that how you used to do it?
0: No, I do it more for whether I like the episode uh-huh. and whether the secondary characters make the episode better
1: oh okay yeah for me, I try it's, and for me it's just them. the episode I try and yeah.
0: consider them in the context of the episode sure because okay. I that, think some that's why weak Alton's episodes. number one and Jack, yeah. the
1: jacket's number one
0: yeah <laughs> I think the jacket would be awesome anyway I just like the setting because yeah, yeah. it's in a you know it's a bottleneck episode uh, but Alton just I mean he just lifts just takes it takes it up a notch you know yeah. to, to, to the top for me personally nice uh, yeah That's it for this week's, but I don't want to be a secondary character. Thank you so much for listening.
1: Yes, my name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. And you can catch us on social media at Bidwabask, B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C. Email us, bidwabaskpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Patreon if you want to swing some money over and get some benefits and some good early access. To episodes and uh, to season 10, which we're wrapping up very soon. That's right. And all that kind of stuff, feel free to jump on patreon.com forward slash bidwabask. And uh, yeah, you can find us anywhere you get your pods.
0: That's right. And if you want to rate us, review us, or subscribe to us, or tell anyone you think might like this podcast about us, mm-hmm. that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Yes. What are we doing next week, Ivan?
1: Next week, we're going to season two, The bus boy
0: Nice. Yes. Good episode. Very like good episode. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Underrated as yeah. far as I'm concerned. i ah,
1: we'll, we'll watch it and uh, find
0: out. Yep. Look yes. forward to talking about it. Yes. Until next week. I'm Stephen. I'm Ivan. We'll catch you then. Gary! It's your Uncle Leo! Hello!